sportsgrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. Sportsgrid.com. Playoffs? Playoffs? You better believe it's playoff time. Welcome in. Cover it with Teddy Covers here on Sirius XM Channel 159, the Sports Grid Radio Network. Over the course of the next hour, we're going to get to hang out with Carmine Bianco. I haven't talked to him on air since we won. He won over 100 grand <laughs> uh, in the first part of the Westgate uh, the Super Contest uh, here in Las Vegas. He had a pretty good NFL season, and we're going to pick his brain when it comes to NFL playoff football. Dolphins, Bills, Giants, Vikings, Ravens, Bengals, Cowboys, Bucks. We'll break it all down right here, right now on Cover It. But before we get into Carmine Bianco and breaking down the NFL playoffs and how to approach the NFL playoffs and maybe some look, uh, some looks at some of the teams that didn't make the postseason and some early thoughts uh, for what we want to do with our power ratings for next year. Before we get into any of that, I want to talk about Bernie Kosar for a minute because I thought we were done with this. If you missed the coverage, Bernie Kosar was fired after week 18 of the NFL season from his radio job in Cleveland, where this is a guy who's a legend in that town, okay? And he's a radio contributor and analyst for the Browns. He tweeted shortly before the game uh, that he was uh, informed that he was services are no longer desired or needed. <laughs> he will not be doing the radio program, Brown and Orange is my life. What he had done earlier was this. Bernie Kosar took the liberty of betting on his team, the Cleveland Browns, as the first sports bet in Ohio, when Ohio just got legalized uh, and regulated gaming. That was his crime. Sports betting in Ohio was illegal. Bernie Kosar made a bet on the team, on the team that he, that he broadcasted for. And that violated the NFL's gambling policy when he put the night. And he didn't even bet on the point spread. He bet him on the money line, by the way. That was the first point spread in Ohio. Quote, earlier this week, we notified Bernie that per league policy, we were required to remove him from our pregame radio coverage for the season finale after he violated the NFL gambling policy by placing a bet on an NFL game. We understand what Bernie means to the community and our history, but as, a, as team contracted personnel hired to provide content on our media platforms, his bet was a violation of NFL rules, and we must adhere to all NFL policy. Bernie Kosar, <laughs> quote, I'm not an employee of the Browns. As an independent contractor, I didn't want to put them in this position. But since I'm not an employee, I didn't think it was going to be an issue. And because it was for charity, again, now I see the position the Browns are leaguer in. In no way do you want to put them on the spot. In no way was this done in the interest of benefiting us. So again, he made a big bet for charity on the money line, on his team, as a publicity gig, because sports betting is now legal in Ohio. And what happens? He's losing his job. I cannot believe, and I don't rant and rave that often anymore, but this had me ranting and raving. I cannot believe that this is still going on in the NFL in 2023. I remember, and I don't know how many of you guys remember this, but it was, I think, 2015, when Tony Romo, at the time, the Cowboys quarterback was headlining a fantasy football conference 
in Las Vegas. They can make money from sponsorships. They can make money from ticket sales. And the first National Fantasy Football Convention was supposed to be held at the Sands Expo Convention Center near the Venetian, but not in the Venetian, back in 2015. And there was like 100 players supposed to go. You know, Romo, Rob Ronkowski, a whole bunch of guys were supposed to be there. And the NFL, the league gambling policy, said that players and personnel are not, not allowed to make promotional appearances at casinos. It wasn't at a casino, but it was on a casino property. Well, a couple of weeks before the event, the attorney for the league uh, phoned the Cowboys and said, if anyone goes to this, they're going to be suspended. And the event got canceled. And Tony Romo and company were out. And Tony Romo actually faced all kinds of stuff off the field for that. That was a freaking fantasy football conference. And the NFL was doing this garbage. Now, it's eight years later, gambling's legal in 31 states. And we're still seeing the same thing. It doesn't have to be this way. If Bernie Kosar's actions violated league policy, the league policy is wrong, not Bernie Kosar's actions. And the league should maybe take a look at some gamblers or some bettors when they have discussion on how to best put together a policy. Look, I'm with you. I don't want NFL players betting on or against their teams. Frankly, if every NFL player was betting... Uh, back in the, uh, what was it? It had to be XFL. Yeah, in the XFL, the players in the losing teams were paid 2500 bucks a game, and the players in the winning team were getting paid $5,000 a game. So essentially, every player had a $2,500 money line bet on their team in every game. And they played like it. All right? I wouldn't mind if the NFL, if every player in the NFL, if they got a bonus every time they won, money line bets, I have no problem with that. That's probably good for the sport because then you don't see teams quit the way they do when they're trailing many times. I got no problem with that as a concept. Players get more when they win. I do not want players betting with point spreads. I don't want refs betting point spreads. I get it. But when a radio personality, a longtime media personality, comes on the network and says, oh, I made a bet as the first bet as a publicity stunt for charity, and he's getting suspended and fired, that's a problem with the regulation. That's not a problem with the player. That's not a problem with Bernie Kosar. And there's my two cents. There, I'm done ranting. I'm done raving. I'm done spitting. We're going to have Carmine Bianco and break down the NFL playoffs coming up next. Cover it continues after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. At this age of my life, you can't even say playoffs without the Jim Mora in your head. You gotta go, playoffs? Playoffs? (laughs) It's just one of those phrases that has absolutely stuck it hit a chord, and even what's that happened? Probably that's probably thirty years old now, or at least twenty-five. I still think of it every time. I'm like, it's the NFL playoffs. Jim Morris Senior and the Saints. That wasn't even a playoff quote. That was a regular season quote talking about whether a reporter asked him if they were going to make the playoffs or not. And he goes, "Playoffs? We got to win a game here." Bottom line is, here we are in the playoffs, and let's bring in Carmine Bianco at Carmine Bianco WT on Twitter. Carmen Bianco, Wager Talk. Welcome to the program, my friend. Thank you for taking time out of your busy day to come hang out with us here on Cover It with Teddy Covers. Always a pleasure. Anything I can do for you, Teddy, you know me. Uh, um, I, I'm loving it. It's, 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 
card weekend. I'm uh, a huge football fan. I'm, 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 I'm looking forward to it. And I'll be in Vegas in a week's time to watch the next set of games uh, at Circa. Well, that'll be a lot of fun. Uh, hopefully, we'll be able to get a, get to break bread when you come into town. I don't know how you guys win are up. You know, you're obviously up in uh, Canada. <laughs> That's not how I want to spend my winters. It's cold enough here uh, in Las Vegas, let alone up there. Let's start with some regular teasing talk. Obviously, we're, uh, we're here in the playoffs now. We'll get into it. We're going to break down. Trust me. Don't worry. We'll get into Dolphins, Bills, Giants, Vikings, Ravens, Bengals, Cowboys, Bucks. Detailed analysis of all four games before I let Carmine Bianco go today. But before we get into that, I do want to start with some regular season talk because you're a guy, the last time I had you on the show, you just won hundred grand over the big circuit contest. Now, you had partners, but nonetheless, it was a nice little score uh, for the first start of the season. And obviously, when you're winning money like that, it means you had a pretty good start to the NFL campaign. How was your year overall? How was it down the stretch? And how did you deal with that big circuit contest win? Did it change anything in your life? It, it, it didn't because we literally banked the money, ordered uh, ordered a brand new vehicle for my wife, which, uh, given the supply chain problems, it won't arrive until like March uh, or April. But uh, <laughs> um, given, like you said, the winters up here in Canada, uh, maybe getting your vehicle after a hard winter uh, as opposed to before it is a good thing. It uh, it adds to the life of that vehicle. <laughs> that vehicle, but. Um, that was that was it. I kind of put that uh, um, uh, first quarter win behind me. Uh, you know, I knew I kind of caught lightning in a bottle going eighteen one and one, and I knew that was never going to be sustainable. Uh, and and you know, these the contests are such a grind. Uh, you know, for the for the next fourteen weeks or so, there were weeks where you just you know uh, uh, I'm bald, so you know I, I have no hair to pull out, but. Uh, it was the the breaks that went your way in the first four weeks did not go your way. In this, you know, you're losing. I lost so many. I think I lost uh, at counts because I would mark them down. I lost eight eight games in the circuit contest on the last score of the game, where I either got backdoor covered. Uh, um, I guess backdoor covered is the best way to look at it, and it was probably the difference between being in a position to cash one of the top hundred prizes or not. Um, but we did finish with a obviously with a winning record in the circa event, uh, so I was pretty happy about that. And then uh, over at Wager Talk, uh, a profitable NFL year, so I'm I'm happy all around because uh, it wasn't it wasn't that way last year. Last year it was a losing year, so it's good to have a good one. How did you do down the stretch? Was the December a good month for you? A bad month for you? An okay month for you? I had a rough, very rough time at the beginning of December, as bad as I get. In the NFL, I got all turned around, but luckily the last couple of weeks I was able to get back on the right track and had a couple of good winning weekends. What about yourself? Sometimes December football, particularly in the NFL, can be a little bit tricky. Other times it works out well in your favor. How'd you do down the stretch? Yeah, no, it, it was definitely tough. Uh, I think I win a lower, uh, a, a lot lower uh, volume uh, to close out the season, and I did. Uh, uh, I gravitated more, believe it or not, to, to, to the two team teasers because. Uh, I, I found some better value in those. Uh, the lines just seem so tight. And again, we get some uh, some surprises uh, towards the last you know last few weeks of the season. Uh, you know, the teams that even the teams you didn't think would compete competed. Uh, in case in point, like the Detroit Lions, they're right in. It's right till the very end. But um, loving Dan Campbell and uh, how he has that he had that team playing. 
uh, even to the final weekend, you know, and, and seeing a team like, uh, as you know, and you've talked about before, the, uh, the, the Houston Texans and, 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 and them playing a meaningless game and still trying to win and costing themselves the first round uh, pick in the draft. But uh, the numbers were tight uh, and we're always worried about um, who is going to play, especially in the last, the last weekend, the playoff bound teams are worried about whether the second half becomes an exhibition game with them, with them emptying out uh, the benches and, and keeping uh, or taking starters out. Uh, something that uh, um, the Chargers Staley uh, failed to do with Mike Williams, unfortunately. So, uh, Carm, when you know when you're talking about some of these teams that kind of change their stripes a little bit down the stretch, and some of the coaching decisions. Uh, that were made. I try to look as soon as we get done with the regular season. I want to jot down any initial thoughts about some of the teams from next year so I don't lose them. And you talked about, you know, sometimes in the six months later you start picking this stuff up, you're like, what was I thinking about that team? So I jot down a lot of notes at the end of the regular season, potential bet-ons or bet-against win totals over versus unders for all the non-playoff squads like Detroit, a team... Uh, that I loved down the stretch. Lions made me money, man. They made they cashed their season win total. I thought that was dead, and they cashed my over. I had them against the Packers in the Sunday night game. I had them a couple of times uh, over the course of the last month of the season. Uh, and I love a team. I I feel like the best money makers are teams that go from bad to good or good to bad. Teams where there's a whole data set showing a different level of play than the one they're currently at. Detroit stood out to that uh, on that list but the Lions are going to be a team that's going to f- attract a fair bit of attention I would think in the offseason marketplace everyone knows their arrows are uh, pointed up right now are there any teams besides Detroit that stand out to you among the 18 non-playoff teams that we might want to look at betting on or betting against for next year and of course we talk about the Houston Texans and their surprising shocking fourth and 20 Hail Mary victory <laughs> in the season finale one thing betters have to remember, when we say the Texans, we're talking about the organization and the players. But the players in the field don't have the same goals necessarily as the organization does. Players in the field are playing to win every game. All right? That's what you do. That's what you're trained for. And they won the game on the end of a freak play. From an organizational standpoint, it was a disaster. <laughs> and, man, Lovey Smith lost his job because of it. Maybe he lost his job anyway. But... From a player standpoint, they did exactly what they're supposed to do. We'd be mad at players if they didn't give an effort. Yeah, no, I, I agree. But I think you come uh, to a point, and, and uh, who knows, uh, had they lost the game, whether he would have been fired or fired or not. But uh, I can't see the fan base being a very, uh, very happy about that win. You don't really celebrate a third win of the season in a 17-game schedule on the final uh, on the final week. Uh, uh, but, you know, to your point of, of teams, and, and uh, you do a great job each and every year with your season win totals. I wish I had known about that Lions one. Uh, 9-8 season for them was great. You know, one of the ones that I thought was in the bag, and they're never in the bag uh, until the season is over, was on, on my under six on the Carolina Panthers. Ooh. And, <laughs> and uh, it looked great. Uh, heading into about week 11 or week 12, and then uh, yeah, obviously some changes, and, and this team finishes with seven wins, winning on the last week of the season, of course, against, uh, I think it was the New Orleans Saints uh, uh, to 
But they did compete. They did play extremely well. And, and I think a lot of people, myself included, uh, after the uh, after they dealt uh, McCaffrey away, we just figured that the Panthers would, would pretty much tank it the rest of the season, and they didn't. Nope. Uh, so it'll be interesting they... to see what this team does moving forward. Yeah, Carolina has some potential moving into next year. They don't have McCaffrey's salary on the books anymore either. More with Carmine Bianco coming up after this. Cover it continues. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Welcome back. Cover it with Teddy Covers here in Series 6M, Channel 159, the Sports Grid Radio Network. Carmine Bianco at Carmine Bianco WT on Twitter. Joining us today, breaking down the NFL playoffs. And Carm, before the break, I shouldn't say we're breaking down the NFL playoffs. We will get to breaking down the NFL playoffs. Just a minute. <laughs> uh, but I do want to close out the thought, the last thought we had before the break. We were talking about some potential bet on slash bet against teams for next year, the 18 non-playoff team, you talk about Detroit as a team is going to attract some attention. Carolina as a team is going to attract some betting attention. Anyone stand out to you as someone we might want to look to bet against right from the get-go going into next year? You know, what do you think of uh, some of the, the teams that were supposed to be good but weren't? Or maybe a Green Bay or something like that? Any team stand out to you as a potential bet under their win total, bet against uh, for next year, a team you didn't like the way they closed out this year and has some ongoing issues? heading into the postseason. You know, it, it, it's tough. When you look at the NFC South, uh, they would have been every single team, uh, well, with the exception of the Carolina Panthers, might have been a good bet against team. That was uh, probably one of the worst divisions of the, the year. But bet on, you have to figure the uh, the Indianapolis Colts are, are going to be better, but um, uh, I'm not sure if it's with Matt Ryan uh, under center there. I don't know what happens there. The, you know, I think injuries wrecked havoc, um, much like it's doing in the playoffs during the regular season. Baltimore, I think more was expected of Baltimore than a 10-7 season, but Lamar uh, being out for five or, or five or six games or five or six weeks obviously hurts hurts that team. I think uh, as far as the AFC goes, uh, the AFC East goes, uh, there's not much in that AFC East. I think it's, uh, it's the Bills moving forward, much like uh, the Patriots dominated that division for so many years. Uh, I have to believe the Cleveland Browns are going to be better. Uh, I'm not sure what their total was this year. You may know uh, what it was going into this year, but I have to figure a uh, a full season uh, with uh, Watson at, at, at QB uh, in that division uh, where it's, it's, it's basically them and, and probably Cincinnati. We'll, we'll see what happens, but I have to figure – if the Browns come out at a 10, I would play the Browns at a 10. What are the Browns? They were in the, anywhere in the eight and a half range uh, this year. So they were aligned as being a 500 level team. Um, and I would argue but with that. Was uh, Browns, it, was, it was a Browns team that was being led by uh, Jacoby Brissett, right? So, sure. Uh, yeah. So I think um, uh, one year removed with a full. Uh, a full training camp uh, and preseason um, uh, uh, with you know with their QB that they've spent so much money on now and uh, a very good running game. Uh, you've got to win to be able to. You've got to run to be able to win in this league, I believe. Uh, and I don't think their defense was as bad as you know the. I think they allowed 381 points, which just 
which was the most in the AFC North, but uh, they did uh, they did get blown out in a couple of games, which which sort of skews that number as well. So I know it's a long way even from spring practices, but let's put a bow on the college football season here as well. Uh, obviously, Georgia's blowout over TCU uh, was a very good result uh, for my bankroll. I had a big bet uh, on Georgia in the championship game. Uh, tough if you had the under in that contest. <laughs> TCU gets to seven, and the over still cashes. Uh, but uh, is there anyone in college football that stands out to you that, you know, hey, you circle this team. Hey, they're going to be bet on next year. They're going to be bet against next year. Positive or negative? Uh, and it's okay to say no if you don't have a team like that yeah. that, that, that stood out to you. But if you have a team or two in college uh, football that you think is going to be a whole lot better or a whole lot worse, tell me who that team might be. Yeah, you, you know, I, I haven't uh, – well, I haven't looked at it. I just don't see – where, and I get these schedules get made uh, years in advance. Um, I think it's I think it was you that told me. I think it's uh, three uh, somewhere to three to five years in advance where they set these schedules. But oh, you look at Georgia, yeah. who are absolutely dominant, and you look at their schedule for next season. And how do they not make it uh, through the regular season undefeated and in uh, and in a playoff again? They have uh, uh, Tennessee, Martin, Ball State, uh, South Carolina. Uh, UAB, Auburn, Kentucky, uh, Vanderbilt, Florida, Missouri, Ole Miss at home. The Florida and, and Ole Miss games are at home. Then they'll finish off with, like, at Tennessee, at Georgia. Uh, I'm uh, At Georgia Tech. I, I'm sorry, but that looks to me like a uh, pretty much a 12-0 and uh, season once again. Um, much like, the, you know, the Alabamas that each and every year go into the next season pretty much favored. Uh, I don't think that happens this year. Georgia has to be the favorite. I haven't seen um, the uh, – I, I think the odds have been released for next year. Georgia has to be the favorite. I, I would sure, that. but there's teams that can beat you. I mean, they they, they got to travel. they got to go to Auburn. That's not going to be an easy game. They have to play Florida in neutral. That's not an easy game. they got Ole Miss. they got uh, at Tennessee. You know, all four of them. While Georgia is still going to be the best team in the country and everybody's power ratings are right there, at least with yeah. Ohio State and Alabama as the best team uh, in the country, it's not like you're going to get a whole lot of point spread bargains to back the Bulldogs. No. And no, no. when you're facing an SEC slate, Carm, it's not like you're facing a bunch of weaklings every week. It can grind on you. And they face enough tough opponents. They don't face uh, a lot of the elites out of the West next year, namely Alabama or LSU. Uh, but there's still teams on that slate that can beat them. Uh, if you ask me right now, you know, does Georgia go uh, run the table 12-0? and I'll always bet the no on that. What about you? I, I, I've never actually even looked at the prop, but I, I would uh, I, I'd probably follow you on that. Um, given you know, uh, you mentioned the the Florida the, the Florida game is a neutral neutral game. It's just you get through the first four weeks of the season uh, uh, with this team, and 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 they're they're powder puff games. They're, they're giving me pretty much. South Carolina has been beating people. I'm not. Oh, Beamer's not no power puff anymore, man. You watch it. You watch that game. Saturday, September 16th, South Carolina, Georgia. I say the Gamecocks give them a battle. I'll, I'll draw, draw a circle around. I think their first tough one, as you said, comes at Auburn on the 30th of uh, September. But we'll see how they do there. All right. We got to leave college football behind. We've wasted everyone's time. We got to talk wild card weekend. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, guys. I had to talk about it. I thought it was interesting. And I didn't want to spend too much time. How much time do you break down four games with, you know? But let's start with this. Do you have any general rules for Wild Card Weekend? 
Are there any general rules, sides, totals, systems, trends, angles? What should better be paying attention to in general this week? Uh, you know, as far as it's tough with with trends, I, you know, this is one weekend uh, of the NFL season where um, I, I just couldn't get away from 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 looking at the favorites. Uh, you know, I I thought if if uh, the, if the Niners opened up at ten or less, I was going to take them, and they opened at ten and 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 dropped a little bit to nine and a half at some books. You know, DraftKings Caesars I think have nine and a half. Uh, Circa's got nine and a half, um, but there are tens out there. Uh, obviously, the nine and a half is much better. But you know, the the Bills, I grabbed them early, and uh, I because I thought the number might move a bit. I didn't know it was going to move as much as it would, but that obviously that has a lot to do with uh, Tua uh, Tua not playing in, in the game. Um, it, is the value gone at thirteen and a half? I think uh, absolutely it is. It's uh, popping up at fourteen at a couple of books right now. I think the it, it, the same goes with um, w- with the Cincinnati game. I, it, but are there rules? You know, I mean, I mean, Carm, what I'm asking for here, like. are, are there any rules that you pay attention to? Are there any postseason playoffs? This is I always do this. I never do that. I'm always looking for this kind of team. I'm never looking for that kind of team. Sides, totals, any type of rules that you look for at this time of year. And I'm talking about point spread discussions. I want to yeah. know about, like, my only one is is uh, uh, in the first week in, in the wild card week any total that's at uh, 48 or 48 48 or 48 and a half uh, I bet the under uh, doesn't matter who the team, who the teams are I'll be honest with you it doesn't matter who the teams are I'll take under 48 uh, 48 and a half um, I don't have the number with me but that has been profitable over the last uh, I think seven to eight years taking taking under the 48 and a half and. Uh, one game right now falls into that number, which is the, the Minnesota uh, Giants game, which is sitting at uh, uh, 48. The Jacksonville uh, Chargers game, I thought could get there. It's sitting at 47 and a half. If it gets to 48, I'll bet the under. But I, I think the fact that now Mike Williams now ruled out, you take away one offensive tool from the Chargers. So I'm not sure um, um, how much that hurts the total as well. So. Before we get into the game analysis of the four games still to be played, I want to do a quick look ahead for next week because the lines are going to come out right away after the games are done. And I know the games aren't even set yet, but are there any trends, angles, systems that better should be aware of when the lines do come out on Monday and Tuesday? Uh, Trends, angles, or or systems? For the divisional Uh, round. Yeah, for the divisional round. One, there, there isn't a specific one that, that uh, I'll be honest with you, that comes to my mind. I'm just going to be line shopping for the most part. I'm, I'm going to have a number in my head uh, on the openers of where I want to be, and if I can get that number, I'll take it um, at the opener. I think if you wait, uh, uh, I think if you wait a day, you're going to lose the best number. Sure, that happened with anyone that wanted Tampa this week. You know, there were threes out there at the open. They didn't last. So the lines can and will move. I talked a lot about this on my show yesterday. Cover it with Teddy Covers here on Sirius XM Channel 159, the Sports Grid Radio Network. The one system slash angle that I use a lot for the wild card weekend is always about strength of schedule. It's not even whether they beat the good teams. It's whether they faced enough good teams throughout the course of the season to be battle-tested. And teams that have 
the tougher strength of schedule have a long-term track record that's very good in the wild card round. Teams that have a big strength of schedule edge have played a much tougher schedule. They tend to have an even bigger edge long-term in the wild card weekend. We'll talk about one of those games when we come back. Yeah, and I'll give you a best bet at the end of the show. Cover It continues after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Get all the latest updates, breaking news, line changes, and more. Follow us on Twitter, at SportsGrid, at SportsGrid Radio, at SportsGrid TV, and stay on the grid everywhere you go. At SportsGrid, at SportsGrid Radio, at SportsGrid TV. You can follow me on Twitter at Teddy underscore covers. And, of course, you can follow today's guest, Carmine Bianco, on Twitter at Carmine Bianco WT, where Carmine Bianco wager talk. Carm, before the break, we were going through some of the general thoughts and strategies about Wild Card Weekend. Now let's talk about the actual games. Early start Sunday. Dolphins and the Bills. My strength of schedule numbers tell me I'm supposed to take Miami in this ballgame. Miami faced the tougher slate, and based on my power rating number of their opponent, the week the games were played, the Dolphins had the tougher schedule. But the Dolphins are playing with a third-string quarterback in Skyler Thompson. A third-string quarterback who did not look real comfortable in the pocket last week at home in comfortable conditions against the Jets. The Jets do have a strong front four. So does Buffalo. Is there any chance Miami can hang around uh, in the cold conditions of uh, upstate New York and hang within this number? Again, we're talking 13 and a half. There are 14s all over the place right now. Um, total 43 and a half. How do you break it down, Dolphins and Bills? Yeah, it's obviously tougher uh, when you have Skyler Thompson in there uh, instead of Tua. Tua has, uh, uh, I think, a better arm and, and better tools. But I think if, if Tua was in there, I, I would still take the Bills and, and we get a much better number than uh, than we're getting, obviously. Uh, right well, the people now, listening to the show right now can't get a better number than the one that they see. So at, yeah, at the current number, if you have to lay 14 with Buffalo right now, do you do it? I would lay 13 and a half. I wouldn't lay 14. Uh, uh, it, it becomes a three-score, uh, a three-score cover as opposed to two-score cover. But um, you look at the Dolphins in, in postseason. I think oh, their last nine games are one and eight straight up, uh, two and seven against the spread. Let me jump in uh, right now. Wrote, let, let me ask you right now about that, Karm, because when we talk about the Dolphins postseason, that's different players, different coaches, different era. Are we really worried about stuff that happened five and ten years ago with Miami? Is that going to affect this game on Sunday? Because I was doing that with Dallas. I'm like, Dallas hasn't covered a point spread since in the playoffs since 20 years after the 2009 season. But does that actually matter for this year? And we'll get to the I think we'll get to Cowboys and Bucks with one of those as well too. But I think anytime you look at uh, at a trend for a specific team. Um, uh, uh, sorry, a trend for a specific team, you're always looking at um, um, the last 10 or 15 years, and, a lot, and obviously with player turnover. Those, uh, the guys who were in that Miami lineup were, were, were likely not even there three or four years ago uh, for them. So I get that, but I, I think it still has some 
some importance. I think you, you can't completely discount it. Uh, but I get it. It shouldn't be, it shouldn't be the thing that, uh, that, that makes you determine whether you're going to take uh, the play or not. I, I think what has happened with the Bills, Teddy, you know, I'll be honest with you, what has happened with the Bills over the last few, uh, the uh, last couple of weeks, uh, there is a different vibe amongst this Buffalo team. I get a lot of their information here being close uh, to the Bills and being a, a, a Bills fan, and Miami is going to have to play quite possibly one of their best games of the season, defensively one of their best games of the season. I don't think weather is going to be an issue, and I, I just don't see how uh, the Dolphins stay within 14 here. Vikings and the Giants. This game's been, you know, it's basically been painted three all week. You talked about the total. You like betting these under 48 slash 48 and a half, and it's kind of a split line as we speak. Uh, you can find a 48 and a half if you want to bet under, and you can probably still find a 48 if you want to bet over. You like the under in this one as a long-term strategy. Anything else stand out to you for Minnesota and the G-Men? Well, if if, uh, if you think this is going to be, a, you know, the spread's uh, at three right now. If you think this, the, the, this is going to be a one-score game when it's decided and you got to like the Vikings, uh, I think they're, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, I think they're 11-0 and 0 in one-score games this season they find a way to win uh um a lot of people aren't hiding the, I, i'm hiding the vikings in the sense of uh, i had their season win total at nine and a half and i was glad uh they hit that uh, fairly early before they went through a little bit of regression but they're playing well the the thing about the giants the giants obviously don't i don't think the giants have um the quality that minnesota has as far as player quality but i think they're uh, a well-coached team uh, the job that uh Brian DeBull has done with his team uh, has been great. Uh, I think he's, I was looking for it. I think he's 10-2 um, against the spread as a dog. You're, you know, you're only getting a field goal here. But uh, it, obviously, if you, like, uh, if you like the Giants, uh, you might as well take a money line as opposed to taking the plus three here. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I don't know what I'm doing with this game. <laughs> Probably nothing <laughs> when we're at this stage of the week. Uh, and, uh, and I haven't gotten involved. Uh, you know, at, at you 47, 47. Well, I, I, this one. At, at 47, 47 and a half, I like the over. Once it gets to 48, I'm not getting there. Part of me thinks that the G-men are, are I mean, they, they did not play good football down the stretch. They really didn't. And uh, part of me thinks Minnesota is just better. And then all of a sudden I start thinking about Kirk Cousins' track record in games where he's actually playing a good defense. And I start to say, maybe let's find another game to talk about, which includes the Ravens and the Bengals, another game we might have a third-string quarterback starting. All the money for Cincinnati so far, sitting at 8.5, the total 40.5. The Bengals have been the single most undervalued commodity in the NFL. It's not close. They're 21-3 and against the spread, their last 24 games, dating back to the midseason of last year. But now it feels like the market's have finally realized Cincinnati's pretty good. Are they just going to annihilate Baltimore? Is this like Buffalo, Miami? You can only take the favorite here? Or is there a shot that this dog can hang around? No, I, I, uh, I hate to say it, but I think we're in this, this the same spot here. Uh, Teddy, listen, uh, uh, I have a little bit of bias towards Buffalo because I uh, haven't been a season ticket holder and a fan for all of my life. But I honestly believe that Cincinnati is the best team in the AFC. Uh, and, you know... Um, they're going to have to go through Buffalo in Buffalo uh, to beat them. Before that, uh, they've got to get through Baltimore. But they've done nothing wrong since the midway point of the season. Uh, you know, you look at you know the teams. You know, they win. Uh, they you know they beat KC uh, 
they beat the Bucks, uh, you know, in, in Tampa. They've done, I think they've won, what, eight straight games. Uh, this team, uh, Burl just seems to get better. They went through that at the beginning of the season, the uh, Super Bowl letdown, maybe, if we call it, where they, you know, they lost their first two and three of their first five. But this team has, uh, they, they're just, they just play so tough right now. They have so many weapons. Um, if, they, if they get by, uh, they should get. They will get by Baltimore. I think it's a blowout. Uh, if they get by the Bills, uh, they will get by KC. If, if it's if KC is their opponent, they'll be in the Super Bowl yet again. So I'll bet the no on Cincy getting in the Super Bowl. I'm, I'll bet the no on them uh, getting past KC. I'll bet the no on them getting past Buffalo. I'm not convinced <laughs> they get past Baltimore. Uh, the Ravens. The one thing this Ravens team is, they are tough as nails. And I know since he ended up winning the last week's game by double digits. And if Baltimore ends up going with a third-string quarterback, I ain't going to bet him. Uh, we'll see what happens by uh, kickoff. But from a defensive standpoint, that Ravens defense is nasty. And that might be a problem for Cincy to cover the number on Sunday night. So Carmen and I have different opinions on this one. Monday night football, Carmen, we're going to disagree on this one. Tampa, Dallas, Tom Brady, Dak Prescott. You think this will get ratings? I imagine people be watching. Two and a half, 45 and a half. What do you do with it? Man, it's the same thing. We lost the best number. I wanted Tampa. I couldn't get Tampa at three, and I don't want him at two and a half now. Everything you read is Tom Brady has never lost to the to the Dallas Cowboys. This is Dallas's game to to lose more so than it is uh, Dallas uh, Tampa's game to to win. Uh, after what happened to Dallas last year, you know, and we remember Dak obviously running out of time and uh, making a, you know a terrible decision in in that game. Um, I still think uh, Dallas is the right side here. I like their uh, both both teams have very good defenses, and it's going to be the Tampa defense that ultimately keeps them uh, in this game, but. If Dak can have a mistake-free game, um, then maybe laying the two-and-a-half isn't, uh, isn't the worst uh, scenario here in this one. So uh, you got to explain this to me. You said you wanted to take plus three, but at two-and-a-half, you'd rather lay than take. Uh, yeah, is that half-point that I important? Think, I, think, I think this is ultimately this is a field goal game. Uh, not being able to get the three uh, keeps me off of Tampa Bay, and I get it, it, it sounds – a little convoluted, but uh, I'm making a point that um, um, now that it's under a field goal, um, I, I wouldn't want to lay a field goal with Dallas, but I, 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 I might be fine with laying the two and a half because I'm literally putting my eggs in a basket and saying if, if Dak, and it's easy to say this, if Dak can go mistake-free in this game, uh, and not throwing the interception. It seems like he throws one each and every week. I think he had 15 this year um, while missing five games. If, if, uh, if you know, home field, uh, play a flawless game, mistake-free, and, and you're going to have to play a mistake-free game to beat Tom Brady and, and Tampa Bay. Who's going to the Super Bowl? Actually, do, give me better. Give me, let's do a final four here. All right. I really feel like if the Vikings beat the Giants or if the Cowboys beat the Bucks, that the Vikings and the Cowboys are going to be the teams that I see moving on in the NFC. In the AFC, I think it's Kansas City and Buffalo in the championship game. 
Give me your final four real quick if you have. we got just a couple minutes left. Yeah, and uh, I would love to see Kansas City and Buffalo yet again in a game. I wish it would have been played at Highmark Stadium because, I, you know, the Bills deserve to, to have home field, but it's a neutral zone game or neutral field game. I don't know where it would have played yet. I don't know if you know. Um, I, I think um, uh, in the NFC, uh, San Fran makes it. Uh, their, that defense is just unbelievable. I think San Fran uh, makes it to the, uh, to the Super Bowl. And then the bias in me wants the Buffalo Bills in there to play the, the 49ers. Um, the realist in me thinks it's, uh, it's likely going to be Cincinnati and, uh, or KC. Uh, and I know you like KC. They're, uh, even at 14-3, and three, they're flying under the radar because everyone's talking about Cincinnati and Buffalo. And everyone seems to be ignoring KC. So uh, with that said, I would love the 49ers and the Bills and the Bills winning it. But that's the biased Carmine Bianco giving you that opinion. <laughs> Carm, always enjoy getting a chance to break down the world of betting and NFL betting in particular with you. Promote yourself, my friend. Where can people find you? What's your Twitter handle? What's your website? Uh, talk a little bit. we got about 30 seconds. Tell me about Carmine Bianco. Yeah, you can find me again over on uh, Twitter, Carmine Bianco WT. Uh, always have some free plays up. Obviously, you can find me over at... Uh, uh, wager talk, just uh, just a ton of NHL going on. Uh, uh, hockey is, is is doing absolutely fantastic for us, and of course uh, NFL this weekend. Uh, pretty much have uh, four games on the card that we discussed, and uh, and soccer, which is my other love, and a bunch of games going this weekend. So uh, head over to Twitter, and you can get all the info there. Yeah, NHL soccer. That's not my cup of tea. My cup of tea is NFL, college football, NBA, college hoops, and Major League Baseball. That's the majority of what you're here, here, here on Cover with Eddie Covered. Come, thank you so much. Best of luck. Enjoy the games. We'll be right back after this. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. We're here in the home stretch of Cover It with Teddy Covers. Listen, if you missed any portion of today's program, you want to check it out in podcast version. If you missed... The show we did yesterday on College Hoops with Julian Edlow. You want to hear some predictions from last week or last month or last year's Super Bowl? Check out the podcast version of Cover It with Teddy Covers. Wherever you download your podcast, major podcast outlets, minor podcast outlets, whatever you download, just search Cover It. And you can see this show, yesterday's show, every show that I've ever done for the Sports Grid Radio Network available podcast style. So download and consume at your convenience. There was lots of good info on today's show, and if you missed any of it, I encourage you to download the pod and check it out. I'm going to give you guys a bettable opinion in the NFL for today. I think you kind of got the lean of where I was going when I was pushing back and Carmine talking about Cincinnati minus the points against Baltimore. I know that this game is likely to be a war, and I don't know who's going to go behind center for the Ravens. All that being said, I am a believer in Baltimore's toughness. And I am a believer in taking advantage of extra line value when you get it. There's no rush to bet this. All right? Open six and a half. Bet up to seven. Seven and a half. Eight and a half. Eight, nine and nine. Nine's popping up. 
depending on who plays QB for Baltimore, it might even go higher. No rush to bet it. That may well offer some real value. And while Cincinnati has very quietly gone 21-3 and against the spread their last 24 games, they're getting hyped right now. Here's a quote from Roquan Smith, the linebacker for Baltimore. Quote, I'm looking forward to next week and seeing these guys again. Remember, these two teams just played this past weekend. It'll be for all the marbles. I don't look at any differently. Just excited to get back out next week. I think Baltimore gives them a game. I do not look at this as a blowout. Since he may well survive in advance. Maybe. But if they do, I'm not convinced. It's going to be my margin. Give me Baltimore plus the points. That's my bettable opinion for the NFL today. Thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day to hang out with us here on SportsGrid. We'll do it again next weekend, same time, same channel. Between now and then, enjoy the games, and best of luck with all of your wagers.